had an odd experience this past Monday. Uh, Monday was our Theology on the Rocks down at Dionysius, and the talk went a little bit long. Um, our own parishioner, Terry Heckman, was speaking that night, and I had to leave, so I asked Father Anthony to finish up up there, and I had to come back here to do a little service. And when I got back, when I got to the church, it was already all locked up, so I propped those doors open over there. We had the service, and I'm there in my cassock and my surplus and my stole. And when we're done, they're leaving, and I'm putting out candles. I have the candle snuffer in my hand. And I think, oh, I'm going to go over there, close the doors so the church will be locked for the night. And as I'm closing the doors, there's a guy who looks like a priest. He's dressed like a priest. And another man who are coming in. I said, come on in. You guys want to come in and pray. Stay as long as you want. Just know that when you leave, the doors are going to lock. And I go, oh, no, Father. We're here to talk to you. Oh, okay. So I'm standing there blocking the door open with my back, all dressed up. I'm holding on to my candle snuffer. And the guy proceeds to tell me, I just want you to know, Father, Jesus loves you and he died for you. And then he gave me his witness that went on for 15 minutes. And I understand it. Okay, all right. And then it was kind of wrapping up. I said, thank you. And I thought it was coming to an end and we could move on. But then the next guy wanted to give his witness. So after 25 minutes of standing there, I said, all right, stop. What can I do for you gentlemen? And I said, well, can we sleep in the church tonight? And I said, well, no, you can't. The, our buildings have motion sensors on them, and I have no control over them whatsoever. And if you hear at night and you move, alarms go off, people will come, police will come. So, no, you can't sleep. And I said, well, can you give us something to eat? We haven't had anything to eat today except a cup of coffee and a piece of bread. This is late at night. So we go over to the rectory, and while we're standing there, uh, and they're talking about they haven't had any food today, Father Anthony comes walking in. Uh, he, before he went to tour, he was out to eat that night. He's just used to people being there, and he goes, look what I got. I just had the biggest, thickest, best steak I've ever had in my life. I go, mm, mm, and I brought home the... <laughs> I brought home this huge bone for Sebastian to feed the dog. I go, oh, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, we feed them as best we can. And I said, you know, the bishop does not allow us to allow people to stay, for a number of reasons, to stay in the rectory that's not approved. You know, even the seminarians that stay with us, there have to be papers that are signed. And they have no identification on them whatsoever, except one card that's in Polish. So I said, here's what we're going to do. The people who I did this service for tonight were overly generous. And I will give you the money, and you can go to a hotel to spend the night. And he goes... We're not allowed to accept money. I'm like, oh. He says, but if you go to the hotel with us and pay for it, then we can accept it. I'm like, okay. So we drive them to the hotel. I pay for it. They get uh, uh, installed there, and I give them directions for St. Vincent's in the morning. <laughs> 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 there is actually a lot more to the story. If you want to come over some night and have a drink with me, I'll tell you more of the story. <laughs> but isn't it interesting that we, that we, sometimes it's difficult just to take people at their word. You want to trust them. 
but it is difficult. It's scary, and sometimes I am cautious when someone asks, let me stay in your house. I'm just passing through town. I'm a good guy. Or trust me, I'm really good with money. Give me all your investments, and I'll take care of them for you. It would be nice. I'm having financial difficulties, so I'm willing to sell you my house, Stan Hewitt Hall, for $5,000. The fact is that there are unscrupulous people in the world, and occasionally we run into them, and as cautious as we may be, occasionally they get us. And then occasionally I suffer them from rotten apple syndrome. Become a little bit more cautious, carrying my wallet in my front pocket instead of my back pocket. It also causes some people to wonder, does God not realize there are people with evil intent in the world? And not just scam artists and thieves and liars, but really scary people. Kim Jong-un and other dictators like Robert Mugabe. In the paper this weekend, there were people who were accused of murders who were, of course, saying that they are innocent, and rapists who accused that, uh, are saying that they are innocent. You know what? I hope they are innocent. But that just means then that somebody else is out there that actually did it. Does God not know about these things, or does he not care? The fact is, he does know. He told us today in the gospel The weeds grow along with the wheat, but he lets each grow to see what they are going to become. Now, why doesn't God just zap bad people out of existence? And what would happen if he did? Now, I've told you before, I used to work as the assistant manager at the West Theater in Barberton, Ohio. And uh, for a while, the owner's grandchildren were working with me. And it's just one giant room like this with one screen. That's all it was. You know, it sounds like it would be the best job in the world seeing all these movies for free, but it really wasn't. You know, really, two weeks of Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure was more than I ever needed. I can still recite lines for you. There's no basement in the Alamo. So it got boring, and the, and the owner's grandkids would do things like try to throw the popcorn butter to get it stick on the ceiling. So. The owner had an, uh, an upstairs office, and he would come down every once in a while just to check on us and making sure that we were acting correctly. And if we weren't, of course, we got the shaking finger and whatnot. And the grandkids, they didn't become necessarily better kids. Their tendencies just went underground because they knew if they got caught, it would be bad for them. And similarly, if God zapped all the bad people, who would really be good? How would you know? We would be under a dictatorship where people were good, not because they loved or were good people, but because you had to or you would be wiped out. We would live in fear, and God does not want you to live in fear. He wants you to be good and to live in freedom. Unlike the weeds that will always remain weeds and wheat that will always remain wheat, we can switch from being sinful people to saints. And so additionally, if God simply wiped out somebody because someone else thought they were bad, then that takes away our chance of being saved from all eternity, from turning to weeds to wheat. 
Interesting, that's also one of the reasons we are opposed generally to the death penalty, which may take place in Ohio this coming Wednesday. Once we put someone to death deciding they're no longer worthy of life, they no longer have the chance to repent and change. It was also a practice in the Middle Ages when, when a particularly heinous crime took place and they decided to put somebody to death, they would also not allow a priest to visit them. So in their minds, that sin would always stick with them. They wouldn't have a chance to repent and would be stuck with it for eternity. It doesn't really work that way, but that's the way some people thought. So what God is trying to tell us today is that though he treat us with incredible mercy and patience, his judgments, though they seem to be delayed, will always win out. The weeds are gathered together and done away with, and the wheat is gathered into the barn. Although at times this may seem like a terrible arrangement, at other times I am very thankful for his mercy and his patience. I have not always been the noblest of persons, and sometimes I'm still not the noblest of persons. And unlike the manager of the theater who came down and occasionally caught one of, or the other of us not acting professionally, I am glad that God does not punish immediately, but allows us to learn, to grow, to come around, and to strive to become the best versions of ourselves that we can be, respecting our free will, providing us with the sacrament of confession to bring healing, and the Eucharist, that we might be strengthened, and community, that we might support each other and build each other up. Thank you, God, for your patience, your mercy, and your right judgment, even if at times it seems not to work immediately in our favor. 